Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. It's such a somber week. We welcome in all of our regulars to kind of give their closing thoughts on the season for the Buffalo Bills. Feels like a eulogy half yeah, the time. Yeah. I don't like it. Oh, with that in mind, Alex Brasky, Tavia Daily News, Bills Digest. Man, we, we could talk a lot about you know what went wrong on Sunday. The Bills not able to get over that proverbial hump and get past Kansas City. Alex, what was your takeaway from Sunday's loss in the divisional round? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, the Net Talk throwing it to the Tally Ho sponsorship during the break. That's that's why they that's why they pay you guys the big bucks. Yeah. But, thanks, uh, thanks for recognizing. Yeah. Real recognizes real, Alex, as they say. Yeah, takeaways take from the Bills' loss to the Chiefs. Just another heartbreaker for Bills fans. Uh, the Bills haven't lost by more than six points in two years. It seems like every time they lose a game, it's just heartbreaker and something out of the ordinary happens. Although Tyler Bass missing field knows Skill goals, excuse me, became far too ordinary this season. But wide right, opening old wounds for, for many Bills fans from the Scott Norwood days. Just just a tough ending to, to what was a resurgent season. Six and six seemed like they were left for dead, but to turn it around the way that they did and then fall short in such dramatic fashion, just got to be ripping the guts out of Bills fans everywhere. Alex, I lied to you because during the break I said you sounded fine. Are you on a speaker? I'm not. I'm on my. Can you hear me better now? I don't. Well, we'll fight through it here. Uh, Alex, uh, can you give us your thoughts here? Because of the story today. So Bobby Babich is interviewing uh, in Green Bay, and you have Eric Washington also uh, interviewing for jobs. Are you, are we to believe what? The, the management said earlier in the week that uh, pretty much it'll be Sean McDermott kind of keeping the, the play calling here or the Bills actually be better off serve, maybe elevating a Babbage to defensive coordinator position or maybe bringing in a defensive coordinator from the outside. What, what are your thoughts on the coaching staff on that side of the ball? Yeah, I think what you'll see is the Bills stick. Am, am I sounding any better, by much the way? Better. Much better. Thanks, bud. All right, no problem. I, I think what you'll see is I, I, th- I think they'll either stick with Sean McDermott in that role or perhaps elevate Bobby Babich into that defensive coordinator role. But I'm not sure if you'll see the, the, the play calling change hands, if that is the case. Babich getting two, I think maybe three uh, interviews around the league, most recently with the Miami Dolphins. So I'm, cer- I'm certain that the Bills want to keep their guy in-house. He's kind of been a rising star for them over the past, couple of years kind of Sean McDermott's right-hand man both in-game and during practice you could also throw John Butler and Eric Washington into the mix but I think Babich is is really the next in line for the Bills in terms of defensive coordinator and I think it would be a shame 
to see him move on and, and go to another team. So with that being said, do you think the Bills will do what it takes to keep Bobby Babich here? Or is it as simple as Sean McDermott is not going to give up play calling? He's not going to name a defensive coordinator and somebody who's a value to that side of the ball is going to walk for a title. I think you'll see them uh, retain Bobby Babich. I think you'll see them do what it takes. And I think throughout the course of this season with Sean McDermott kind of wearing both hats as the head coach and the defensive coordinator, I think you saw Babich kind of take on some added responsibilities during the course of a game, maybe preparing the defense during an offensive series while McDermott's attention was focused elsewhere. So so I think maybe the, the groundwork was laid for that this year. And I think Babich, I think it's just a natural progression in terms of his rise in the ranks in terms of the Bills' defensive coaching staff. I think the next level is for him to be that defensive coordinator. Like I said, maybe not the full-time defensive play caller in that first year, but I'd be surprised that the Bills didn't at least try to elevate him to that role this offseason. Yeah, Alex, so you have only two head coaching vacancies left right now, and all these other teams, whether it's the Chargers, the Panthers, etc., they're starting to fill out their staffs. And when it comes to a special teams coordinator, um, if the Bills are going to make a change, I'd rather have them make it sooner than later. What are the odds that uh, there's going to be a shakeup in special teams? Yeah, I would be surprised if they move on from Matthew Smiley. Sean McDermott's remarks during his end-of-season press conference really were a, a little a little shy of glowing in, in Smiley's direction. A, a couple of years ago, Smiley coached the, the top special teams unit in the NFL, and this year, with all the injuries that the Bills had and, and, and kind of the revolving door on special teams, I think it made it difficult for that unit to really gain a, a solid footing throughout the course of the year, and I think McDermott's comments in his end-of-season press conference reflected that. He kind of hinted at the injuries playing a role in the special team's demise, for the lack of a a better word. And I don't think you can blame the coordinator for the punter and the kicker all of a sudden forgetting how to kick the football. So uh, I think you'll see Smiley back uh, this year and, and, and maybe some changes in terms of the punter and maybe at the return position, but but overall, I think it'll be status quo there. All right, I just missed this one. A little breaking news here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. All right, so you had the Giants uh, you know, request the interview to talk to Babbage, the Packers, and now apparently the Dolphins have requested. Okay, does that change your opinion? Because, okay, fine, go over to the NFC. I don't think I want to see Bobby Babbage shot down in Miami, Alex. Yeah, certainly. I, I I said that in my comments earlier. I think I would be su- surprised if the Bills let him walk, especially to to a divisional rival like the Dolphins. That certainly kind of heats things up a little bit in that regard and kind of holds the Bills' feet to the fire, I think, in terms of keeping Babbage because when when you're a young aspiring coach, you're going to take the next best opportunity. And if an equal opportunity isn't offered to you at the place that you're at, I'd be surprised that Babish didn't leap at it if the Dolphins do indeed offer him the job after interviewing. Feels like um, interim offensive coordinator Joe Brady did enough to earn the job, and you still have to bring in guys to interview, including former Buffalo Bills quarterback Thad Lewis, who will be interviewing for the OC position. And we know that Brady has options, but he'd be crazy to leave Buffalo, wouldn't he, Alex? Yeah, with the situation with Josh Allen and the rapport that he's built with Allen over the past couple of years, and really just Allen in and of himself, just one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and that's what you're looking for as an offensive coordinator. That's really how you leave your stamp as as an offensive play caller, having that quarterback that you can throw anything at and 
and he goes out there and executes. Yeah, outside of a shocking head coaching offer that goes Brady's way, and I think that's passed itself by. But, yeah, I think we'll see Joe Brady remain in Buffalo as the offensive coordinator. I think a lot of the comments from Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean pointed toward that being the case. It's just a matter of them going through the process, and they really have to make sure that they leave no stone unturned in this situation. You don't want to look back a year from now if you, if you have to let go of Brady and go to another interim situation, be kicking yourself and saying, wow, we didn't get all we could have out of that hiring process and, and really, like I said, leave no stone unturned. So I think they're doing their due diligence, but I think at the end of the day we'll see Brady come back to Buffalo or remain in Buffalo as the offensive coordinator and, and have that interim tag removed. Alex Brasky, Batavia Daily News, our guest here in the sports bar. And uh, now, Alex, we start to look ahead here. And I'm sure you're going to write about this in Bill's Digest as well, like when it comes to the draft, when it comes to free agency. But before we even get to something like that, the Bills must be compliant with the cap. And I know the one easy move the Bills could make is, all right, we're going to restructure Josh Allen. He's got this big base. Let's make that bonus. All right, that will take care of about half of your problem. How much pain are in the Buffalo Bills in, though, otherwise, though? Uh, is this doable when you look at the different scenarios of how the Bills have to get under the cap? Yeah, I certainly am not a capologist nor a math major. I'm very, very bad with numbers, but I, I, I do do do, uh, do my research. And Cover One's Greg Thompson does a great job breaking it down, and he seems to believe that the Bills will have no trouble doing it. And a few moves that he points to in terms of restructuring, you mentioned Josh Allen, also, Stephon Diggs, Ed Oliver, and Connor McGovern, he says that all four of those players, he'd be surprised if we don't see a, a base salary restructure uh, over the course of the next few weeks and months here. Uh, also, a, a few other players that could be on the chopping block in terms of a pay cut or perhaps a release. You have the punter, Sam Martin, who I mentioned earlier, has struggled this year, certainly kind of points you in that direction. Also, Saran Neal, Naeem Hines, Deontay Hardy, Mitch Morris, Trey White, and Jordan Poyer, candidates to receive pay cuts and, and, and in order to remain on the Bills roster. And you heard Brandon Bean bring up Tredavious White during his end-of-season press conference. He was asked flat out if he expected Trey White to be on the roster in 2024, and he responded with, quote, that's a good question. So I, I think a lot remains to be seen with Trey White, Jordan Poyer, and Micah Hyde. Obviously, that's a dynamic duo. We'll see if Poyer wants to come back without Hyde, who I think is going to retire or, or move on somewhere else. I don't think there's a, a lane to Hyde returning to the Bills, and we'll have to see if Poyer wants to come back without him. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we know how tight Bean and McDermott are and how instrumental they, they and how well they work together in terms of trying to build this roster every offseason, free agency first, then through the draft. Alex, uh, I, I'm curious about w- what your opinion is on whether or not the Bills should continue to kind of stock up like they have on the defensive side of the ball, make the investments that they have, especially in that defensive line the way they have during the McDermott era, or do we start to see them make a little bit more of an investment on the offensive side of the ball here through the offseason? Yeah, I think it's going to all come down to how the draft falls here and and how that first-round pick and maybe that second-round pick fall. Defensive tackle and wide receiver have to be the team's top two uh, needs going into this season, or excuse me, into this offseason in terms of free agency and the draft. Losing Gabriel Davis potentially to free agency. Trent Shurfield was a one-and-done type thing. Leonard Floyd, I think, is going to follow the money at at defensive end. Uh, That that leaves your defensive line even further depleted. But really, on the interior, you have to – See if you can bring back Daquan Jones. Jordan Phillips seems he's going to call it a career. You have Tim Settle, Puna Ford, Limbaugh Joseph is free agent. So a lot uh, of turnover at the defensive tackle position. But, yeah, I, I think it's going to be wide receiver. I think you have to improve that position. Khalil Shakir took a significant step forward this season, really an automatic target. You throw it his way, he's going to come away with it. Stephon Diggs, a, a just meteoric start to the season and then really taking a step back as the season went along. So I think you really need to solidify that wide receiver position. And I heard you uh, say that Greg Cosell mentioned that the Bills need a number one wide receiver. I I thought they needed a number two wide receiver. If they need a number one wide receiver, they're in deep trouble going into this offseason. Yeah, and so we're to assume, like, who's gone here? Like, who will just be too rich for the Bills' blood? I guess Gabe Davis will be on this list. I got to chuckle out of uh, you know Leonard Floyd. I, I don't hold it against Leonard Floyd. Go get your money, and he said as much. Like he's going to follow the money here. But Daquan Jones, AJ Epineza, th- there are a lot of free agents here. Alex, which which guy though do you think you could get back affordably next year in Buffalo? I think you mentioned it with Epineza. I think a, a homegrown guy, a guy that's really taken a step forward under the Bills' coaching staff, and I think they. Uh, have had a lot to do with Epinesa's progression over these past couple of years. Came in, the, the weight situation was really a question mark, and they really helped him solidify his role within the defense and just his role as a pass rusher, and he's really taken that to the next level. And I think Epineza would be the player that you might be able to get at an affordable cost, and, and really that's an ascending player at the defensive end position. If you're going to lose Leonard Floyd, I think you have to make sure you, you find a way to keep Epineza. Alex Braski, the Batavia Daily News, our guest here in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia as we kind of end the Bills season here and get your closing thoughts on that season. Look around the rest of the NFL and, of course, Championship Sunday this weekend, Alex. Before we, we talk about that action and, and which direction you're leaning with the, the NFC and the AFC Championship games on Sunday, are you surprised that Bill Belichick looks as if right now he's not going to be coaching in 2024? I'm not because I think he was going to have to find the perfect situation with ownership that 
not only he trusts, but ownership that he's familiar with. And Arthur Blank being around the league forever and, and Bill Belichick obviously being a veteran head coach, I, I'm sure that they've crossed paths in, in the past. And I think that had a lot to do with, with kind of that smoke uh, surrounding Belichick to, to Atlanta. But once that fell through and Atlanta went a different way, I, I'm not sure that there was another candidate for, for Bill Belichick to land. I think the Chargers immediately set their sights on, on Jim Harbaugh once he met, probably mentioned he had a, an inkling of wanting to come back to the NFL. So uh, I, I'm just not sure that there was a, a guaranteed or a, a comfortable landing spot for Bill Belichick as it was in Atlanta with, with an owner like Arthur Blank. Yeah, it's uh, as far as the other openings, you have Washington, you have Seattle. Uh, <laughs> who do you think ends up with those jobs here? Because uh, speculation is that Ben Johnson, maybe the reason why uh, both those teams are kind of waiting, the Lions offensive coordinator uh, still coaching here in the championship Sunday. Right. I think a lot of people are waiting for that shoe to drop, and maybe we don't see that until after the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens in this weekend's conference championship round. But, yeah, I think he's the hot name. He's been the hot name all season, what he's done with that Lions team. Dan Campbell deserves a lot of credit, but he's not really an offensive or defensive guy, and the offense for the Lions has really been what's been their driving force, and Jared Goff is really coming to his own as the Lions quarterback. So I, I, I bet those teams are waiting for Ben Johnson maybe to, to, to tip his hand and, and show where he may want to go uh, once that opportunity comes around. But, yeah, Mike Vrabel's still out there. I, if you were to ask me, I think he's the best candidate remaining on the market. I was surprised when the Titans let him go. But yeah, I, I think a lot will come down to the Lions offensive coordinator and what he decides to do. All right, Alex, so what do you like on Sunday? we got the Chiefs and the Ravens in the early window, Niners and Lions late. Uh, do the Chiefs? find their way back to the Super Bowl, or does Baltimore continue this run? Yeah, I think the Ravens, I think this is their year. They've been battle-tested all season. That division was tough kind of throughout the year, especially the defenses that they had to go up against in, in, in Pittsburgh's D and, and also Cleveland. And, and I think what Lamar Jackson's been able to do this year and taking his game to another level I think is going to be a difference maker in this game against Kansas City. Uh, it's, it's tough for the, it's tough for Bills fans to hear probably that you think that the team that the the Bills lost to doesn't have the best chance to win in this this conference championship game. But yeah, I, I just look at the the Ravens as the team of destiny this year in the AFC. And on the other side, the Niners they have had the best offense all season. Kyle Shanahan has proven that he can get it done. And and I think the Lions run out of steam at this level. And and, and the magical story that is Dan Campbell's. Uh, Detroit squad comes to an end. Yeah. Um, so Alex set us up for the off season uh, in Bill's Digest, and what can we look forward to reading here in the Batavia Daily News? Yeah, we have our end of season review coming out in a few weeks. I'll, uh, I'll post a, a uh, X, I guess, on, on my X account, and, and that'll be my pin tweet. You can find the subscription info at Alex Brasky. That'll have a lot of commentary on how the Bills wrapped up the season and, and, and really looking forward into the draft and free agency. The Bills with a ton of picks this year, so that, that's really going to be uh, how they make their hay this offseason. I don't think you're going to see a lot in free agency. Brandon Bean mentioned as much during his end-of-season press conference that he doesn't expect any splashes, although he does say that every season. I think that'll hold true this season, and I think you'll really have to focus on the draft and what better place to do that than Bills Digest. I'll be providing my commentary. Joe Marino from Locked On Bills, also A.J. Savolsky, uh, who is also a reporter for us at the Daily News, the Batavia Daily News, that is. You can 
find our work at thedailynewsonline.com. Still pumping out the, the Bills coverage throughout the offseason. Did a great job covering the team all season long. Alex, appreciate the work you're putting into it. Appreciate you spending some time with us here in the sports bar. Hope you enjoy your weekend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me as always. And another good neck to KO Spikes. You're forgetting that one. A little bit different style, but but, but really great neck. Yeah, I mean, almost like a lack of neck, really. I mean, like the the idea that there wasn't really a neck there was just kind of like a stump. Yeah, really really an extension of the shoulder. Stick Mm -hmm. with two Cs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Alex, appreciate that. (laughs) Some good (laughs) neck talk happening in the sports bar. I love love when Alex comes on because he plays right along. Yeah, He, He gets the sports bar. What are your thoughts here on Babbage if he's walking out the door? Is that going to give McDermott pause here and be like, all right, we, we got to figure out a new title for oh, you. Yeah, here, the only money. thing you can do is make him a defensive coordinator. He's going to be a, if he's going to be a DC at one of these places where he's interviewing, uh, why would he stay in Buffalo? A comfort? He's going to make more money. He's going to have a title. I would leave too. Do you think McDermott's going to give up that role? Do you think he's going to name somebody DC just to keep him in Buffalo? I don't think he's going to do that. I think he should think about it, though. The pros and cons, like honestly, like can you can you get in a linebacker coach yeah, that- when you when you set aside just his ego and just think what's best for the team? Is it best for the team to promote somebody? who doesn't have experience as a defensive play caller or to continue with the guy who everybody through the course of the season was a genius defensive play caller. I'd be fine with it. I, I, I'm not necessarily fine with the notion of the head coach also being the defensive play caller, but he did it this year, and I don't think he can put the genie back in that bottle. Yeah, well, it, it, it was out of necessity because the coaching cycle had already closed. It was late February. Well, and then Yes, but I think it's also, that's convenient to say that it's out of necessity. I think if you were to ask, you know, I think, I think it's very easy to, to find yourself thinking that Sean McDermott actually wanted that responsibility wanted to do that over Leslie Frazier because of the controlling nature of most head coaches. You're not doing it the way I want it done. The only way to have it done the way I want it done is for me to do it. So yeah, it was after the coaching cycle, but it was also probably meditated to be after the coaching cycle so that you don't have an excuse like, Nope, this is all we're going to do. Like that plays out lovely for Sean McDermott. If in his, Back of his mind, he's saying to himself, I need to do it my way. Otherwise, it's not going to get done the way I want it to get done. Or there's been the speculation that came from Pagula and that we're going to make this move. And rather than, I, I don't know if there was anybody qualified. When they brought in Al Holcomb last year, I thought, okay, this is the guy that they're going to groom and everything. And he was a defensive coordinator at some point. Um, I just think that rather just pause. Can, can you do better? Is there a bright young mind? And if Babbage does great things in Green Bay, let's say next year, because there's some talent on that side of the ball, he's going to be, well, he, I can't say they'll become a head coach in Canada because normally you don't kind of hire the defensive coordinator, but you, hey, you, there's no pathway for him to be a DC in Buffalo. I, I would imagine if that, that if he does end up as a defensive coordinator for another team next year, that Sean McDermott will say nothing short of glowing things and be beaming with pride that one of the guys from his defense is now a defensive coordinator. This is, this is what every head coach wants. You want a a coaching tree. You want branches off your coaching tree. You don't want Brian Dable to fail in New York. You don't want 
Bobby Babich to fail wherever he ends up going next. I think Sean McDermott would love it if Brian Dable failed. Yeah, yes. But again, in the spirit of having your legacy be this awesome coaching tree, a la Andy Reid, which stemmed from Bill Walsh. Yeah, I think I think you you want your guys to go out and spread their wings. Not to Miami, though. I no. think that's that. That's different. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, go to Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have an Andy Reid assistant get hired in Dallas. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. I if, mean, if Eric Reid goes to Chicago, or I'm sorry, Eric Reid, Eric Washington goes to Chicago, uh, that feels like minimal damage. But yeah, anybody going to a divisional opponent, don't love that. Well, they, you, I, I'm still rooting for the uh, Dolphins to hire Brandon Staley as their DC. Yeah, he might go back to LA. I mean, he might stay in LA right, and go to the Rams. Like we that we would, forget, how did the Charters find him? He was the defensive yeah. coordinator for the Rams. So now They have an yeah. opening. That would make a lot go of back. sense. Yeah. Uh, Chris uh, reaching out to us on X at the fan Rochester. I just can't bring myself to say Josh Allen throwing to a wide open Khalil Shakir who caught 87% of his passes is ever a bad idea. I know Chris Jones knocked into Dawkins who knocked into Allen, but I can't say the decision itself was a bad one. Chris, you listen closer than anybody that listens to the sports bar. And I can't believe I'm saying this a touchdown there is not the right decision. I mean, you want the touchdown, of course, but you also want to milk the clock, and you can have it both if you make the right decision. You can have it both ways. You know, wide open digs underneath. You throw to digs, live to play another down, score that touchdown with less than, what was it, a minute and 57 if they would have scored. Come on, guys. You can have it both ways. You were just under the two-minute warning. When the field goal was missed, there was a buck 42. You mean to tell me that Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have drove down the field on that gash? Right. Yeah, like the, the decision is Josh Allen in his head. I make this throw in my sleep. I can make this throw again, except that you have a wide open. Every quarterback would take what the defense gives you. You had digs, and you, he catches the ball and bounds. Clock continues to tick. Less time for Patrick Mahomes to rip your heart out. I mean, the field goal there, the touchdown there at that point, are you really comfortable? Are you really thinking that your defense, that Sean McDermott's defense is going to stop Kansas City when they haven't stopped them all afternoon? You needed to you needed to have it both ways there. You needed to kill the clock, and you needed to score the touchdown. And then you're still getting closer. So presumably the worst case scenario is, all right, 10 seconds left. Kick the field goal. All right, we're in overtime. Here we go. That's the worst case scenario. That's the worst case scenario. Yes. But but like anybody else, honestly, when he's coming out onto the field on fourth down, game's over at that point. It didn't matter if he missed it or not. Correct. And... How do we, why do we say this? Because that was the game plan all afternoon. You owned time of possession. The last thing you wanted to do was have Patty Mahomes out there dicing up your banged up defense. He was a hot knife through butter all afternoon. The game plan was always to keep Mahomes on the sideline. So why two incomplete passes out of the, out of the two minute warning? Ridiculous. Those are the decisions. He's a spectacular quarterback. But he had the chance, and he, he he didn't lose the game. He didn't lose the game for the Buffalo Bills. No. But he didn't go get it. He didn't win it. We'll talk to Dante Whitner, former Buffalo Bill, three-time Pro Bowl safety, now an analyst at NBC Bay Area and CBS Sports as well. 
We'll get his thoughts, not just on the Bills, but we'll also talk some NFC Championship with uh, Dante as well. Uh, we appreciate your tweets at the Fan Rochester, by the way. Thanks, Chris. The Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman Line, 8664FAN, if you want to pull up a um, story. Also, I'll say this, too. Like, if you're upset that if we disagree, remember, it's just sports. It's not that serious. No, it's not that serious, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman Line is 866-4326. Good Smoke Barbecue hosting their Valentine's Day sweetheart deal. This is 1130 to 9 o'clock on Valentine's Day, Wednesday, February 14th. The sweetheart deal is available for dine-in and takeout, uh, minus the champagne on the takeout. You could treat that special person or persons in your life for a sweetheart of a deal that includes three meats, two sides, two cornbread, that complimentary champagne, and two cupcakes, all for $32.99. Reservations for dine-in highly encouraged and suggested. GoodSmokeBBQ.com to make your reservation online. Regular menu also available on Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day falls on a wacky wing Wednesday this year. Buy one, get one. Dine-in wings also available. Good Smoke Barbecue in East Rochester for Valentine's Day. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. <laughs> On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.